Welcome to the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. This podcast is for the visionary woman who is ready to create the flexibility and freedom they desire by standing boldly in their authority. I can't wait to share tips and inspiration to keep you pressing forward in your journey so you can continue to shine as the queen that you are. All right, queen, let's dive on into today's topic. And at times, depending on what you're going through, it can feel like a never-ending cycle. That depending on what you're facing, it can sometimes be difficult and sometimes bleak to even be able to focus on what is going right in your life. Where to have gratitude. What brings you joy. This is especially true as you're dealing with a chronic illness or autoimmunity such as myself. That when you have been constantly told there's nothing we can do for you. Sorry, there's no cure for that. And you're left to your own devices to figure out how you're going to live the rest of that day, let alone the rest of your life. Not knowing how this new condition, this new diagnosis is going to affect your life from that point forward. Maybe you're also dealing with how it has been affecting you through this pandemic and now all those added variables on top of what you're already dealing with can make it seem very impossible to see the glass half full. But let me tell you that it doesn't have to be that way and that neither of us has to stay in a hopeless state, but that there are ways to find hope in the midst of your circumstances, hope in the midst of tribulations, hope in the midst of the distractions and the hindrances and other issues that you are dealing with in addition to learning how to live and manage the symptoms and limitations that your autoimmune condition has presented to you. And even though there may be times where you might feel in such a dark place, but you feel like you have to put a smile on your face just so people won't ask you questions or you don't have to explain yourself, can I say to you that that is not healthy? That it is okay to recognize how you are feeling, but the point is not to stay there for extended periods of time. That it is okay to reach out for help when you need it because life is a team sport and none of us was meant to go through this journey of life alone to deal with this new diagnosis of autoimmunity on our own to navigate our life from this point forward on our own And I can tell you, I understand that it may feel like right now you are the only one dealing with your condition. That no one 
understands that no one gets you that no one sees you but can i tell you today that you are being seen heard and valued for what you are experiencing right now but let me affirm to you that you are not alone There is a community of women just like you who are dealing with an autoimmune issue. That connectivity is so important so that you are not having to face this journey by yourself, but that you can have a supportive community around you to see you through from day to day, moment by moment, so that you no longer feel like you're simply just surviving and coasting through, but that you are truly thriving in the abundance and blessings that God has given you. Despite what you're facing with your condition. Just because you have autoimmunity, it does not make it the end all be all of your life. It is not a blanket label that now puts your life on pause, never to be continued. But it is simply just this, a limitation that you can learn to live within instead of fighting in despite of it each and every day. And that hope is to be in great expectation for what is to come. But first we have to recognize how to find and sustain hope in our present so that we are able to embark and look at our future in a different view of lens. To have a better perspective and perception of what is to come and that it is not bleak. It is not the end of the story. It is not the end of the chapter in the book of your life. It is not the end all be all, but it is simply just something else to overcome because you already have the victory in it. And I know at times it may feel even uncomfortable and a little unsettling to focus or even think of what's going to happen right now, let alone what is going to happen tomorrow. But as you focus on hope, as you focus on expectation of the good that is going to happen into your life today, tomorrow, and into the further future, let me tell you that that is going to help sustain you that is going to help empower you to keep on moving forward and getting to a place of thriving in your life that is best for you not what society speculates not what anyone around you may say or think you should do or think you should feel or think you should act but basically what is supposed to be your life according to God's will on it and just because you're dealing with this doesn't mean that that will has now expired it doesn't mean that purpose is null and void It doesn't mean that passion no longer exists. It's just now you got to learn some new maneuverings in life to still pursue what has been placed in front of you. And I'm sure you're probably thinking, why is she talking about hope? What 
is that because it's been a while since I have felt that way. And let me say that according to the American Psychological Association, they say that having hope is having an expectation that something good will happen in the future and that something bad won't. In simplest of terms, it is what is your perception? What is your perception? What is your perspective? What is your thought process right now in where you see your tomorrow? Are you seeing a bright, sunny day ahead of you? Or are you seeing nothing but storm clouds and lightning storms ahead of you? What we may not realize or recognize, whether we are conscious or unconscious of it, we determine the outlook of our life. We determine the perception and perspective others have of us based on how we feel and treat ourselves. And it is much easier to focus on something positive and be in expectation for it than to be in expectation for what is bad, what is negative, what is draining. Because I don't know about you, when I'm thinking about the negative, I can actually feel the shift in my body of it already taking root versus while I'm being in expectation of what is good, what is pleasing, and having gratitude for what is going right at this moment, there is a whole different weight that you're not carrying when you're focusing on the good things. And it's okay at moments to not feel optimistic, to not feel very hopeful. The whole thing is to not let those thoughts linger and linger and linger because guess what? They end up amplifying into something else. Being hopeful shows us how to be resilient how to keep momentum going, how to be able to overcome and endure any type of distraction, hindrance, or difficult situation. Because we have already gone through the tests and learned the lessons of prior experiences to get us to where we are and to get us to where we desire to be. And as we continue to focus on what is good, what is hopeful, what is pleasing, what is a blessing, what brings us joy, what lights our fire up, it continues to be a revolving loop of keeping us in the flow of what is right. So I just want to touch quickly on five tips on how to stay hopeful in the midst of difficult situations and dealing with a condition such as autoimmunity. And the first one is, if it feels difficult to feel hopeful right now, start right there. Because so often we don't allow ourselves to acknowledge when we're not feeling the best. When our day is not just the day that we imagined. When our mood has not lifted yet, 
but because society expects us to always paint a smile on our face and to put the best foot forward and to keep on hustling and bustling throughout our day, we don't give ourselves permission to acknowledge how we're feeling at the moment and why. That is why it is so key to pause, stop, and reflect throughout the day to really become aware of what you're feeling, why you're feeling it, and how to make it different. But the main thing is to first acknowledge what you're already feeling. And sometimes that's going to take truly sitting in it for a moment to be still and be in tune with your feelings and your emotions and how you got to that point that day. And now what do you have in control of to fix and what do you now need to surrender completely to God and let him handle the rest We have such a stigma when it comes to mental health, but let me assure you that it is okay to not be okay. And it is okay to reach out for help during those times. Because no one should be going through anything alone. All of us should have a positive, empowering support system that is going to guide us along the journey whether it is our highs or whether it is our lows we always have someone to reach out to the next step is to create a self-care routine that works for you notice the keywords works for you There are so many different types of ways that you can implement self-care. And to some people, they might even think it's self-care, what you decide to do. But whatever works for you, for you to make sure that your cup is replenished, refilled, and refueled every single day. Because your cup is for you. For God to refill, replenish, and revitalize you, and then the overflow that comes out the cup is what we give to everyone else. But so often, we give from the cup, and we deplete the cup, and then we keep on giving until we break the cup, and now we need to take a long time out to get a new cup and to start again. A quote that was shared with me recently was that self-care is being able to give the best of yourself to the world and not what is left of you. And so often we have it in reverse. We are like, oh, well, as long as we keep giving and giving and giving and serving and serving and serving, then that is what is vital. But are you okay, sis? Are you satisfied? Are you being refilled by the activities that you are involved in? Are they bringing life to you? Are they empowering you to be a better version of yourself every single day? Or are they depleting you? We sometimes have to take stock and accountability for the things that we involve ourselves in without realizing it's too much. That we've taken on more 
than we can reasonably handle. Because we're not staying true to the boundaries that we have created based on our values. And it is okay to go back and reevaluate those values and your boundaries so that you can stay true to them. Even when it's difficult and you have to enforce that boundary. But only you are in control of what does and does not affect you. And we have to remember that, yes, we don't have control over what people say, think, or do about us. But what we do have control over is how we respond to what is said, thought, or done about us. The next tip is to learn how to reframe or shift those negative thought patterns and words into something better. And it takes practice, so you have to extend grace and hold space for yourself as you're going through this journey of catching yourself in a negative thought and being able to tweak it, shift it, unlearn to relearn a new thought pattern to negate what previously you were thinking. For me, I used to get so upset because I couldn't get the whole bathroom done in a day. And so I would just be so exasperated and frustrated with myself that I just can't get the bathroom done any day. And sometimes because that, I just wouldn't even think about cleaning one part of the bathroom. Because it was a lost cause that I had formulated into my mind. But when I sat back and really assessed things, I looked at, well, what can you reasonably do today? Because so often we look at the big goal and it seems so impossible because we haven't broken it down into measurable and achievable steps for us to attain. So for me, I started focusing on what part of the bathroom can I get done today? And if I succeed in getting the sink clean, guess what? That is a win in my book because previously I couldn't even attempt to get one part of the bathroom clean. But I know in working in God's strength, I have to do one part of the bathroom each and every day. And if that means it takes all week, it takes all week. But the fact is I worked within the limitations instead of the despite the limitations and only frustrating myself even further on something I've already said to myself could not be done. And sometimes it just takes again being still. To think about what are you thinking, why are you thinking it, and what now are new opportunities and possibilities you can insert to replace those negative thoughts and words. And give yourself time to continue to practice it so that it becomes a routine part of your life. Because we have to remember, we didn't get into being negative and hopeless overnight. So it is not going to be overnight for us to now be more hopeful. Give yourself the permission to have grace 
and hold space for yourself as you learn this new way of being that is going to brighten your perception and perspective of not only yourself, but the limitations that you are dealing with. The fourth thing is to remember, even though it appears like everything is out of your control, take heart. There are some things still within your control. I know it's easier said than done to look at what we do have control over because when we're going through things, we are being reactionary. We're going off that initial emotion to make that decision hastily. Instead of pausing, stopping, and reflecting so that you now can make an educated, proactive decision on what is the next step. But having hope and sustaining hope is about knowing you have a sense of control over what happens in your life. Because we do have a choice. Even when it feels like that choice has been taken away, we still have a choice on how we look and how our day is going to be. How we're going to deal with whatever comes our way that day. How we're going to end the day and go into our night of rest so our body can go through its healing process. I know for me, if I don't do my daily routine in the morning of having quiet time, devotional time, and prayer time with God, I'm not able to be equipped to handle better whatever comes my way. And so the simplest distraction becomes a mountain out of a molehill. But when I am intentional to remember to move through my routine because it's helpful, even if the same things occur, it doesn't aggravate me the same way. It doesn't derail me from what I'm doing because I have already said and declared that I was going to have a good day despite what comes up. Because life is going to happen. We we always don't have control of what someone's going to say, do, think, act, cut us off in traffic, do not do their work as part of the team. There's so many things that we don't have control over, but we do have control over our response to it all and how we're going to effectively deal with it, either proactively or reactively. It still is a choice. You still have the ability to bring about a shift in perspective and a shift in the trajectory of not only your today, but also your tomorrow. And the last and fifth tip, which I think is very key, is to lean into authentic, honest connections with others. As I said, life is a team sport. We were not meant to embark on it by ourselves, for ourselves, in any way, shape, or form. God created us knowing that we all desire and need community. To be that support to be that encouragement, 
to be that cheerleader, to be that person that holds you accountable in love, to be that person who prays for you and sees you through what you're going through at the moment. And the key thing, it has to be an authentic, honest connection. With everything that has happened in the past year and a half, we all desire connections that are relatable and authentic to what our lives are like. It is all now about being relational instead of being transactional in how we engage and communicate with one another. That is why it is so important to have those connections to help you to build that hope and then sustain that hope because those great connections, that great community is going to be able to carry you at the times when you feel like you can't be carried. They're going to be the ones that pour into you at the same time that you're pouring into them. They're not going to worry or be threatened by who you are, but they are going to collaborate and partner with you because at the core essence of it all, they're remembering that you are human just like they are. That it's not about a status. It's not about the accolades, but it's about the impact and transformation all of you are providing to one another to remember that you are victorious you already have the victory and that this is simply a season in your life to learn from because positive relationships is so key in helping us to be seen heard and valued because at the end of the day all of us want to know that we matter And having a close circle of friends, supporters, business besties, prayer buddies, it helps us to keep on keeping on. Even in the highest and the lowest of times, we have a community to lean into, to be that bridge of support. To be that resource that we're looking for. To be that help when we reach out to it. And to be that cheerleader when we win. Because we know what we're going through is not the end of our story. What we're going through is not the end of us at all. But in time, what we have gone through that test that we have accomplished is going to end up being a blessing and breakthrough for someone else who is now traversing in that same or similar journey so know that being hopeful is way more than being hopeless and even if right now you're feeling hopeless Guess what? Take heart. You can start right now putting the steps in place to be hopeful in great expectation for what is to come because the greater is still yet to come for you. Your life is not done. Your impact still needs to be felt. It is okay. 
to take it one step at a time, moment by moment, knowing that this too shall pass and that you can count it all joy despite what you're going through, knowing that God is so not done with you yet. I hope this episode serves you well and gives you a glimmer of hope to know that there is so much more to your life than what you're dealing with. There is so much more to come than those limitations. And ultimately that you are not alone. There are other women just like you who are feeling or have felt the same as you have and feeling like you are the only one dealing with an autoimmune issue. There is a community that's here to support you every step of the way. And I am honored to be part of that support and community to show you that there is greater, that there is more. Because you matter very, very much. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please share your ahas with me because I respond to them. And I care about each and every one of you. And may you continue to soar and shine in everything that you do. This has been the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. Thank you so much for joining. I hope that what you heard today was helpful to you. If you have feedback on today's episode, feel free to message hello at audaciouslymade.com. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to join me again next time for another episode of education and empowerment to stand boldly in your life and business. Thanks for listening and continue to shine in everything you do.